Congratulations again to our graduates, Lexi and Michael and Molly. Uh, we're so thankful for you. And um, this message, while it may seem like it's directed at you three, uh, it's also really directed to every one of us who call themselves children of God. Have you ever heard the saying, the more things change, the more they stay the, the same? But what that really means is, through the course of human life, we should expect things to change. In fact, it's kind of abnormal for things to stay the same for too long. Here at Bethel, as Brother Tim mentioned, we have been blessed to watch some of the class of 2023 change from little children to high school graduates. And we are excited to watch God unfold his plans and his hopes and his aspirations for the remainder of their lives. But as much as human beings change, part of our knowing God, part of our faith foundation is the fact that God does not change. God said through the prophet Malachi, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Now I read a story about a farmer who had a weather vane on top of his barn. And on that weather vane was stamped the saying, God is love. Well, a traveler came by and saw that weather vane and saw what was stamped on it. And he asked the farmer, he said, does that mean that God's love changes like the weather changes? And the farmer said, oh, no. What that means is, whatever way the wind blows, God is still love. Amen. And we need to know that no matter where, how fast the winds of life blow, God is still love and he will prove his love to you throughout the course of your life. And that applies to every other aspect of God's nature as well. All that God has ever been, God will always be. Did y'all hear that? All that God has ever been, from way back in Genesis, all the way to the end at the last chapter of Revelation, God will always be. God not only will not change, listen carefully, he cannot change. You say, well, God can do all things. Well, one thing that God can't do is God can't change. Why? Because he's perfect. He's perfect in every way. While human beings either get better or worse, God is not affected by human causes or human changes. It's not like God can get wiser. It's not like God can start all of a sudden making better decisions. No, his ways are always perfect. For God to change, that would mean that God somehow gets better or gets worse. And we know that that is not the case. So in a time when change seems to be occurring faster than it ever has been, because God is perfect, we can know that God cannot be changed. Just listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 102, verse 24. 
I said, oh my God, do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Of old, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them and they will be changed. But you are the same. And your years will have no end. God changes not. And while God never changes, I think that we can be thankful that human beings can change. Amen? I know this is true in my own life. This verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is, is kind of like my go-to verse that reminds me of the changes that have occurred in my life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They've changed. And in addition to that change, I'm reminded about yet another change that Christians experience. Just a chapter back in 2 Corinthians 3.18, where the Bible says... For we all with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, listen carefully, are being transformed. We're constantly being changed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the image of the Spirit of God. Furthermore, we're told that there's a final, an ultimate change that every believer will experience. And we read about that in 1 Corinthians 15 where the Bible says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Thank God human beings can be changed, amen. And of course, 1 John 3, 2 tells us that when that change occurs, we are going to be just like him, just like Jesus. These are changes that we can be thankful for. Our changed nature. We can be thankful for a transformed lifestyle. We can be thankful for the ultimate makeover that believers are going to have to make us believers and beings fit for heaven. Changes are good. And while we're thankful for the fact that we can be changed, we should also be thankful that God does not change. Friends, graduates, listen carefully. In your lives, you will experience Many unwanted changes. Some changes will be changes that you're not going to look forward to. Some changes may be changes that you will actually fear. Changes like the loss of loved ones. Broken relationships. Financial hardships. Inevitable health problems. Those are all changes that we wish wouldn't happen. But listen carefully. Happen, they will. Happen, they will, but we can draw comfort that even while in the midst of those changes, while our lives are changing, God never changes. Praise God, he never changes. To make this more relevant to you and I, 
to make it more relevant to our lives, believers must understand the ways. The ways in which God never changes regardless of how our world changes around us. Let me begin by reminding you that God's promises never change. God's promises never change. Moses wrote in Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he needs to repent. Has he said and he will not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Of course, the, the obvious answer is, of course he will. Of course he will. According to one count, there are over 3,573 promises in the Bible. Now, I submit to you that there are a whole lot more than that. But these promises cover a variety of different topics, from ranging from God's plan of salvation all the way to how believers can have a changed lifestyle, how God's promises can be unfolded in the life of believers. But the fact that God never changes means not one, friend, not one of those 3,573 promises will ever be forgotten, will ever be unfulfilled, or will ever be violated. God's changes do not change. God's promises do not change. Graduates, as you move forward in your individual lives, I want to share with you just three promises that have been close to my heart. Three promises that you can carry with you no matter where you go. Here they come. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Number two, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And third, Jesus is coming back for us. Jesus is coming back for us, so make your lifestyle replicate that of which Jesus lived. Live like Jesus. Now those are just a few of my favorites, but all the other 3,570 promises are just as good. They're just as good. God's promises do not change. But secondly, God's purposes do not change either. In Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 21, Solomon said, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. The Lord's counsel will stand. So which one do you think is more likely to stand the test of time? Purposes of man or God's purposes? That's kind of a gimme, amen? That's an easy question. God said through his prophet Ezekiel, I, the Lord, have spoken it, and it will come to pass. It's just that simple. In other words, friend, you can put it in the bank. Whatever God says, it's going to happen. Whatever God says, it's going to come to pass. Even Job said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours will be withheld from you. No purpose whatsoever. So while we have... No guarantee of what we plan for outside of God's word. God's purposes cannot be prevented. God's purposes cannot be prevented. In Isaiah chapter 46, God said through the prophet Isaiah, Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. 
I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a faraway country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it and I will also do it. It's clear cut. God's purposes never change. Now, through this so-called COVID pandemic, many businesses went belly up. Those business owners, they had planned and they had purposed for great success. But they learned real quick that human plans and human purposes are no guarantee of success. However, God's plan. God's purposes are perfect, therefore they are always fulfilled. They are always accomplished. Listen carefully to me. God sees the end of the plan at the same time he sees the beginning. Y'all following me? God sees the end of the plan at the same time that he sees the beginning. From God's perspective, it's all one completed picture. The events, the disruptions, even the human failures, they are, they are all part of God's plan. He knows that you're going to fail him. He knows what events are going to transpire. He knows what will try to disrupt his plan. And they're all part of his plan. Friend, it may appear to us like God's plan has changed. But listen very carefully to me. It has not. It will not. It cannot change. Regardless of how our world changes around us. God's promises nor God's purposes will ever, ever change. Why? Because they're perfect. They're perfect in every way. But did you know that God's provision never changes? God's provision for your life never changes. You see, God's unchanging provision flows directly from God's unchanging promises. So it cannot change. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus said this, Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. Down from the Father of lights. Who was it that heard Daniel's prayer when he was in the midst of the lion's den? Help me out. God, who heard the prayers of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in that fiery furnace? God, who heard the prayers of Paul and Silas when they were worshiping in that Philippian jail? God, God is the one who heard that prayer. I tell you, it's the same God who hears our prayers when me and you are in a jam. The same God that heard their prayers Here's our prayers. Why? Because God don't change. God does not change. Friend, listen to me. Anytime you read about a Bible hero in the Bible, anytime you read about somebody going through the fire, somebody going through the deep waters in the Bible, here's one thing I want you to remember. You ready? You ready to say amen? Here's what I want you to remember. Same God. Y'all hear that? 
You read about a Bible hero, what he went through, what he accomplished, what he came through. Remember this, same God. Same God for you as it was for them. There is no us and them. No. God hears our prayers at the same time that he hears their prayers. God does not change. You see, the same moment that God heard Daniel's prayers in the lion's den, he heard your prayers too. At the same time that God heard Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego pleading for help in that fiery furnace, he heard your prayer today too. Same time. God is perfect. Graduates, people of God, God changes not. God changes not. I mean, what good would it do to call upon a God who is constantly changing, constantly in flux, constantly changing with every time the wind blows or every time the situation changes? What good would that do? We call on God because we trust that God does not change. He is always the same. You remember that song? All we have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is your faithfulness. Praise God that his promises, his purpose, nor his provision ever changes. But can I tell you that God's personality never changes? That God's very character never changes? Young people, you're listening to say amen, young people. Carson, Lexi, gotcha. All right, everybody listen up, young people. I want to I ask your, your opinion on something. Here we go. Colton, you listening? All right, here we go. How many of you know how to work your parents? <laughs> Bree knows how to work her mama big time. I know that. How many of you young people are skilled at getting what you want from your parents? We only have one honest teenager, Bree, amen, because if you're anything like me, uh, I knew exactly how to work my mama, amen, I hear you, Rebecca. What I want you to know, first of all, is if you'll use that energy, if you'll use that creativity towards something good, then uh, you'll be changing the world, but listen to this, here's how it works. Most of the time, parents come in after a long day at work, right? They come into the house, man, they are stressed out, they are exhausted, and that's when the kids strike. That's when they go and hit mom or dad up for something they want. And guess what? They usually get it. Even when mom and dad know that it's happening, it's almost like they're defenseless against the attacks of their teenagers. But I say all that to say this. You will never, ever have to work your heavenly father to get what you want. You'll never have to wait until God is in a good mood before you ask him for what you want. You'll never have to wait for God to be too tired to resist before you ask him for what you want. You'll never have to butter God up with sweet words so that you can get what you want. 
You'll never have to wait until you have enough brownie points with God. You know, enough when you've said enough prayers, when you've read enough Bible, when you've given enough money or attended enough church services. You'll never have to wait for that. Listen to me. God is always, always available. God is always in a good mood. He always wants to hear from you. He's always ready to hear from you. And he always wants to meet your needs when they're in conjunction with his perfect will. Hebrews 13 verse 8, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God. Same God. What a blessing to know that regardless of how your crazy world changes around you, God never changes. His promises never change. His purposes never change. His provision, his personality never changes. But in closing... I do want to share one more thing that you need to know. And that is that God's prophecies never change. God's word regarding who will receive his provision. God's prophecies regarding who will receive the plan of salvation never change. There's only one way. To have a relationship with God. There is only one way to heaven. And that's through his son Jesus Christ. While God does not change. You are still breathing. And that means that you can change. You can be changed. You can be changed from lost to found. You can be changed from dead in your sins to alive in Christ. You can be changed from condemned because of your sins to saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You can be changed because you're still breathing. So as you move, graduates, into the next season of your life, I pray that you'll remember this. In all actuality, there are only two types of people in this world. There are those who belong to God and those who do not. Those who belong to God through faith in his son Jesus Christ will one day receive the unchangeable promise of eternal life and heaven through his son. However, those who refuse God's gift or listen, those who say, I'll wait till later, they too will receive unchangeable separation from our unchangeable God for all of eternity. Can I tell you, you do not want that. So if you've been waiting till later, can I tell you, it's later. It's later. 
since only God knows when the last moment of your life will be, I'm urging you today to receive the gift of God. Eternal life and heaven through his son, Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus while you can. Come to Jesus before you go moving into the next season of your life. Believe me when I tell you, you're going to want to know that you belong to God and that you have not refused the gift. Can I pray for you? Father in heaven, I praise you and I thank you that you saw enough worth in human beings to provide a means by which we may be saved. Lord, it's crushing to me to think that it cost the blood and crushed body of your only son, Jesus, to purchase my redemption. Lord, that hurts sometimes to think of the brutality that Jesus had to endure just so I could be forgiven of sin. But that's exactly what happened. And Father, we pray that today when we are reminded of that incredible message, the good news, the, the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, Lord, people ought to be running to the altar. They ought to be running to get saved. They ought to be running to belong to God because we don't want the end of our lives to come us have to face an unchangeable separation from heaven and almighty God. So Lord, I pray if you've spoken to anyone this morning, whether they be our graduates or others, Lord, we pray that Lord, you would speak to them the unending truth that everybody can have salvation. Everybody can be saved from sin if they will just give their lives to place their faith and their trust in him and him alone to be redeemed, forgiven, and be assured of an eternity with you, Lord. Father, thank you for loving us like you do. And Father, I pray that as we sing during this decision time, you would speak to every one of us that incredible message of life and, yes, even of death. And we're going to give you praise for providing eternal life for us in the name of Jesus and all God's people said. Mm -hmm.